Well, let's go see what our water cop friend Cameron is up to right now. This property, we just happened to stop. I saw water running off on this side. So um, they did water on that side. Their cycle ran earlier, which is fine. They are allowed to water today, but there was an irrigation system leak occurring on this side. You kind of see it just shut off actually as I was done filming it, but you see how it's all wet right there and ran off. Mm -hmm. So there was an irrigation system leak occurring right up there. Um, that's what I was just filming. You just heard from Cameron Donnarumma. He's a water investigator or water cop for the Southern Nevada Water Authority. Ugh, water cops. But today on CityCast Las Vegas, producer Layla Muhammad and I head out on an early morning ride along to learn what water cops do as we switch to the winter watering schedule. Our driver is Bronson Mack. He's a fountain of information as SNWA's outreach and media manager, and he helps deliver an enlightened perspective about what folks like Cameron, who's super nice, do and why. A quick note, you will hear a noisy truck stalking us in the background. Apparently, garbage collection stops for no person or podcast. It's Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. I'm David Figler, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. So Bronson, we're in a nice neighborhood in Summerlin. We're, we're kind of... Uh, floating around in, uh, no pun intended, uh, some circles around some cul-de-sacs. And what exactly are we looking for? So really what we're looking for today is anything that is allowing water to flow off the property. That might be overwatering of the landscape, a misaligned sprinkler head, a leak, something of that nature that would cause the water to flow from the property across the sidewalk and into the gutter. That's water that is lost. We only get to use our outdoor water one time. We continually are able to recycle our indoor water, which has a negligible impact on our water supply. So we focus our conservation efforts and our water waste enforcement efforts on outdoor water use. We're following a car that's clearly marked Water Patrol to protect and conserve. It's blue and white. It's got flashing lights on top. We've passed some neighbors who look, I won't say scared, but maybe... Inquisitive? Well, inquisitive, I wouldn't go there either. Maybe a little more uh, suspect. <laughs> I think they look at y'all like the water cops, and I've heard that expression, water cops, before. What do you think about that term, water cop? You know, we'll, uh, we'll take it, um, because in reality, we are enforcing the rules, ordinances, and laws associated with water waste. Now, we aren't cops in the true sense of police officers, but certainly a water cop invokes a certain image in the public's mind, and that is one of enforcing the rules. And so that's really what we're doing here as water waste investigators, is we are enforcing the rules associated with water waste. If you wanna call us a water cop, we'll take it. Cameron, who's in front of us, has just spotted something. Uh, so he's stopping. We're likely seeing a violation here. All right, let's go find out what the violation is. 
water waste investigator 8776. Today is Tuesday, October 18th, 2022 at 8.15 a.m. Uh, so for specifically this property, you can kind of see there is water running off the property. So according to the Las Vegas Valley Water District, any water that leaves the property is considered water waste. Um, so if it's running off due to something uh, being broken or malfunctioning, or um, sometimes in this case, it looked like uh, misaligned spray heads overspray along that the sidewalk. Sometimes it's over irrigation, obstruction of the turf. Usually it's uh, multiple reasons at once. So the st reason I stopped to film this one was because water was um, going into the gutter, leaving the property. So that, that is considered water waste according to the dis water district. So. So now we go back to the vehicle, we check the uh, property's uh, address and we look up their history to see if they have a, any prior history of um, that kind of violation occurring. If not, this would be a first time warning. So we would leave a door hanger. Um, if not, then it would be a fine. And one thing that you'll notice in this neighborhood is we've got a real mix of properties that have grass dominant landscapes and then we have properties that have more water efficient dominant landscape. Um, this is a neighborhood that when it was constructed, it would have been wall to wall grass in the front yards. This is, this is a neighborhood built prior to 2003, so it had wall to wall carpeting. So any property today that doesn't have grass or has removed areas of grass likely did so under the Southern Nevada Water Authority's Water Smart Landscape Rebate Program. And they likely received some rebate, upwards of $3, which is what it is right now per square foot to replace that grass. So we're uh, walking around and looking that some of these properties have changed out uh, probably taking advantage of the Water Smart program. But we do see some remnants of uh, water waste of days gone by, the ghosts of water waste. Um, what kind of things are we, we observing here? Well, one of the telltale signs of historical water waste is the sidewalk. When there is constant water flowing off of the property coming across the sidewalk, over time, it's going to stain that sidewalk. It's gonna change the coloring on the sidewalk. In this particular instance, we can even see that there has been spray irrigation hitting this sidewalk over the years that it has pitted that concrete. It's literally caused that concrete to no longer be a smooth surface. Yeah, the contour is often, I mean, you could see how that could be problem someone tripping or if somebody was utilizing a wheelchair on a, on a sidewalk where all of a sudden it became uneven, that would be another problem well beyond water wasting. It's pretty impressive to see the amount of damage that water can cause, not just to concrete, but if your spray irrigation is hitting your block wall, your stucco on your house, all of that will eventually deteriorate. That just leads to more cost for you as the homeowner, as the property owner, to have to repair those things. It just makes so much more sense to eliminate that spray irrigation, convert that landscape to drip irrigated trees and plants, bring in some flowering plants, that'll help the pollinators. Those bees and butterflies and hummingbirds will thank you. It'll also bring some color and diversity into your yard. It's gonna reduce your water bill as well. And Cameron, we just saw uh, you give a warning to someone who had their sprinklers that were hitting the sidewalk, running down into the, into the gutter, going down a couple of properties long. Um, but I also noticed that like that grass that they were watering was sort of overgrown in places, had brown patches on it. What's that suggest to you? I mean, are these people even 
using their water that they're using so much right? Yeah, so what happens is uh, I think a lot of people don't even realize that a water waste violation is occurring just because of how early it is. So, you know, like you were saying, um, they, they may have some brown spots going on. So their sprinkler heads may be misaligned. So instead of the grass being watered, their sidewalk may be actually receiving more of that. Um, and then over, sometimes it's over irrigation as well. So sometimes it's just the run times for the, for the irrigation system are just too long. So that can cause that water to run off the property and head down the street. But a lot of people, I, would, I don't think anyone wants to purposely waste water. It's just that, you know, the sprinklers run so early that most people aren't even aware of what's going on. Um, so that's uh, a big reason why we're out here to kind of help out with that as well. Um, you know, we're out here, we document these water waste violations and we let these homeowners know like, hey, you have this issue going on. And they may not even realize like, oh, I was watering for 10 minutes for that cycle. I didn't know that. or. I didn't know that sprinkler was broken or I didn't know that was misaligned. So a lot of it is um, just, you know, we're here to help and to educate for the most part. I think that's the number one thing for us, so. Great. And now we're being stalked again by the, uh, the, the, the garbage trucks. As it gets later in the morning, uh, we see fewer and fewer uh, properties irrigating. So most everybody is irrigating in those early morning hours. That's our recommendation to run your sprinkler early in the morning, the later in the day, that you run your sprinkler, the less efficient that's going to be because it's hotter and it evaporates away before it gets put to use. So Bronson, how, how many man hours uh, go into it every day of doing what we're doing right now, which is just sort of circling slowly around these neighborhoods looking for these signs? Well, many times our water waste investigators actually have an appointment. Somebody has reported water waste at a particular property that is occurring on a particular day of week at a particular time of day. And so we are following up on those appointments, those reports of water waste. When we don't have any appointments to follow up on, we do end up in a patrol type of situation like we are doing here this morning. We have about 12 water waste investigators that work 24 7 365 days a year so at any given time <clears throat> there can be upwards of two to three water waste investigators that are out there on the street okay and how long has this part of the program been going on this patrol aspect to try to catch and correct well we've been doing the water waste investigations as we currently are since about 2003 that's really when we ramped up our water waste patrols. We established the current fine system that we have, um, and we've been keeping that going forward ever since. So I wanna kind of go back to how we identify the areas that we wanna look at. Is there a standard of normal usage that you would expect to see in any property or, or neighborhood? Yeah, your average single family home is gonna use about 10,000 gallons a month, anywhere from 10 to 11,000 gallons a month. Grass to survive in the Mojave Desert requires 73 gallons per square foot per year. Now that may not sound like a lot, but 73 gallons of water on a single square foot of grass is a column of water that is 10 feet tall. Wow. So every patch of grass we have in this valley receives about 10 feet of water every single year. That's the height of an NBA basketball hoop. We don't even have swimming pools in Las Vegas that are 10 feet deep. So we apply a significant amount of water to 
help grass survive in this desert ecosystem. Whereas drip irrigated trees and plants consume about 13 gallons per square foot. That's less than three feet of water. So significant water savings between grass and drip irrigated desert friendly trees and plants. Okay, and now we've stopped. There's uh, sprinkling going on. There appears to be a sprinkler from this perspective, like right at the sidewalk level. That doesn't seem like a smart place to put a, a spread out sprinkler because it is hitting the sidewalk. You, you make a great point. Now, this one that we just saw here, um, those sprinklers just turned off as Cameron arrived. Now, Cameron wasn't able to document that water waste, so he's just gonna put a note in his system to say, hey, the next time I'm in this area on a Tuesday, since today is a Tuesday, this is a, this is a stretch that I'm gonna wanna come back and check during the 7, 7.30 time period. Got it, and again, we're in a part of a neighborhood that is allowed to water on this particular day. That is correct. We are in a neighborhood today. Today is their watering day, so they are permitted to water. Um, so we're not gonna see any violations for watering on the wrong day. What we're looking for in this neighborhood is any spray and flow that's happening coming off of the property. Okay. Keep going? Okay. Are these measures that uh, are happening here in Southern Nevada, are, are they fairly unique in the country? Um, I understand that we're looked to in a lot of ways by other communities that are impacted by, by extreme water use or by drought. Uh, ha have we done something very innovative here? You know, our conservation program is the most progressive and comprehensive water conservation program in the nation. Uh, water conservation is required by every sector of our community. We didn't just require that the hotels and resorts conserve water. We didn't just require that the homeowners conserve water. We place the responsibility of water conservation on the backs of every single sector of our community. And that's what makes it so successful. And that's one of the things that I always say, if you're looking to Las Vegas for a model of water conservation, look at how we applied our conservation rules to everybody so that everybody is playing by the same rules and and on an even playing field do you have conversations with these big time users of water in our community these big time residential users is there a a mechanism for a sit down with them to kind of like, hey, let's sort through this. You really don't want to be using so much water if we could avoid it. Here are some ways that we might be able to help you. Is, is that available or is that maybe a next step thing? Well, I would say that the one common element between all of our top 100 water users, aside from the fact that they're on very large lots and they have a lot of grass, is that these are property owners that have the means to be able to pay high water bills. So the more water you use in Southern Nevada, the more you pay for that water. It is a tiered water rate that is established. Um, we are implementing a new excessive use charge that is really geared toward our top 10% of water users in the valley. 10% of our water users, those top 10% 
of properties in the Las Vegas Valley use more than 35% of all of the water in the residential sector. Okay, this is the this is the good stuff I want to get to here. This is the juice. This is the gas. Yeah. So, okay, so 35%. That seems outrageous. <laughs> it absolutely is not only outrageous, but it is egregious. And we are establishing seasonal water use thresholds whereby if you exceed those thresholds in a given season, you will be charged an additional $9 per thousand gallons of water. So we are taking an action that, action that is going to be more punitive toward those higher water users to really try and get their attention and help them make the decision to eliminate that grass and make smart decisions about how they're they're using their outdoor water use that's that's where all of that water is and ultimately you do pay more for that water are you aware of a storyline in the tv show hacks that involved a water cop uh, who goes to one of the big users in the valley and sort of knocks on the door and engages do you know about that storyline yeah, I am familiar with that storyline and, and I, I really liked it because there's, there's a lot of reality to it. First of all, they pretty much nailed our water waste investigator uniform in the summer. <laughs> um, the shorts, the boots, the vest, uh, the identification tag. One thing that was interesting in that show is that when the water waste investigator goes to the main character's home, who's a comedian and is doing a residency here in Las Vegas. She has a palatial estate and when he goes to her home to let her know that she's using too much water, um, she yells at him and says, Wayne Newton has five fountains, go to his house. Uh -huh. You know, and so that is that is kind of interesting and, and, and resonated with me a little bit because from time to time when we are engaging with customers that are high water users, uh, many times we will hear something to the effect of, yeah, but what about the other guy? What about the hotels? What about, what about, what about? As opposed to taking responsibility for their own water use and really just taking, taking the corrective action. Fortunately, most people do take that responsibility, take that corrective action, and then we don't have to come back and, and issue um, a fine. And as we're seeing today with Cameron, he doesn't knock on the doors, he doesn't kind of go for the confrontation. Well, what's interesting about that is that we have to keep in mind it's still early in the morning here as we are doing these water waste investigation patrols. As we get a little later into the morning, beyond that eight o'clock, nine o'clock hour, our water waste investigators will absolutely knock on the door and engage with the customer. If we were out here in the afternoon or in the evening, we wouldn't just be leaving the door hangers and the information behind. We would be knocking on the door in an attempt to engage the property owner. Are there any homeowner interactions that really stand out to you? You know, that's probably a good one for Cameron. Um, I guess one kind of cool thing that happens um, occasionally is, uh, you know, when we give a water waste violation to a homeowner and it's a, you know, first time warning, uh, some people are actually pretty, um, I've actually had one couple that was actually excited. It was kind of, I was a little confused at first and they were like, oh, you know, like, you know, we've been wanting to convert, but I think this is the thing that's going to finally kind of motivate us. Like, we're just going to convert right, uh, you know, now. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I was kind of, 
they were kind of thanking me for giving them a violation, which is kind of interesting. I've never been thanked before for giving one. So, And then when I came back two weeks later, they were already in the process of removing their turf and converting actually through our Water Smart Landscapes rebate program. So they were also getting paid as well to convert their uh, turf to water efficient landscape. So I guess that was a pretty kind of fun, unusual one I had. Bronson, do you foresee a time with these various measures and more awareness and education where water cops will be a thing of the past where we won't really need to rely on that anymore? Well, it would certainly be wonderful uh, if we got to that point. But I have a pretty strong feeling that as our community continues to evolve, as we all continue to become a little bit smarter about our water use, that we're still gonna have to have a need to go out and make sure that any leaks that are happening, any overspray that is happening, that all of that continues to be enforced. Um, you can't have rules, you can't have ordinances if you're not going to enforce them. So I would expect we'll continue to see enforcement. We live in the driest city, in the driest state in the country. This is the Mojave Desert. Saving water is desert living. Thanks, Bronson. Be sure to check out the SNWA's winter watering schedule, which starts today, and tips at snwa.com. Now, before you go, let's hear some news. With the election rushing towards its conclusion next week, have you heard any major candidates talking about climate change? Not even the troubles Lake Mead is suffering seem to have put the subject on the front burner in an election focused instead on abortion, crime, and to a degree the economy, if only through the hoses of gas pumps. Also, Vegas saw the Battle Bots World Championship at the Caesars Entertainment Studios last week. If you missed out, don't worry. Tickets will be on sale soon for BattleBots Destructathon, which opens in February at its own BattleBox Arena. Not sure if it's more sport or science fair, but given the pomp and pumped-up crowds, small robots engaged in gear-to-gear -gear warfare could be a mainstay of New Vegas Entertainment. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Be sure to say hi to your friendly neighborhood water investigator if you see him around. Also, send this episode to a friend to make sure they are water smart. Then rate this show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you then. Water Race Investigator 8776. I have placed door hangers on the front door of the property and this concludes the investigation.